You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. Got a lot of things to go over in Bachelor Nation. Cover a little bit of the men tell all last night and then some BB news, which isn't good. And then maybe get to some pop culture stuff that kind of blew my mind over the weekend and regarding the VMAs. But we will get to that momentarily. This podcast, of course, brought to you by Dame Products. When you think of vibrators, you think of Reality Steve. Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex that you will look forward to. Use code REALITYSTEVE to take 15% off your first order at DameProducts.com. That's REALITYSTEVE to take 15% off your first order at DameProducts.com. All right, let's get started here talking about the men tell all. You'll get my full thoughts on my website. You can go to that in a couple hours around 9, around 10 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, the column would be up on realitysteve.com. It'll have my thoughts on the men tell all last night, but just kind of going over things last night. I guess the first thing that pops out was, you know, them showing Rachel and Avon's hometown date. And again, I can't stress this enough. I'm sure you're probably sick of me saying it, but I got to point it out for people that are maybe listening to this for the first time and weren't following on Twitter last night. Avon's hometown date was Rachel's first hometown date. It went Avon, Tyler, Zach, Tino. So when you see her at the very beginning of her date with Avon, walking along in Massachusetts and saying, my last hometown with Tino didn't go as I'd planned. Well, the with Tino part was clearly dubbed in. You don't actually see her lips saying it because she wouldn't have said that because (laughs) she hadn't been on her date with Tino. Tino was last. She was a week away from having her date with Tino when she was on her date with Avon. So just so you know, keep that in mind. They do it every season. They film them in a certain order. Usually it's for logistical purposes, and then they show them out of order. It's It's just something they do, why they do it. You can dissect it all you want. They do what they do, and they do it every season. But for this one, it's one thing to do it every season. It's another thing to do it by having fake audio put in there and audio dubbed in to make it sound like, yeah, no, she was on Tino's date, and then she went on Avon's date. It's like, no, Avon was the first one. She had no worries whatsoever from anything that happened on a previous date when she was on Avon's date. So it's kind of stupid. The other thing is somebody pointed this out to me and I must've missed this, which is very possible because half the time during the mental all episode, I'm zoning out and texting people and whatnot. But somebody did tell me that on the hometown date with Avon, either Avon's mother or father asked Rachel about the other men. And she said something to the effect of, I still have three other dates to go on. Or maybe the mother said, don't you have three dates to still go on? Which is again, further proof. But I mean, the pictures were proof. I need to know that back in April, the first hometown date we got pictures of was Avon and Rachel. So, but yeah, the mother saying that apparently was another giveaway that this was not the last date or she hadn't been on any hometown dates before her hometown date with Avon. The men tell all ended up being, you know, a lot of the same stuff that we always see. I mean, they're really, they really, really, really tried to make Logan a villain this season. It just didn't work. He wasn't a villain. And you can say all you want and you can say that, oh, he was a dick and he should have told her earlier. The bottom line is 
you couldn't make the guy a villain when Gabby accepted him once he decided to switch. Not only did she accept him, she made out with him. So if you're going to jump on Logan, I'm sorry. You have to jump on Gabby. You have to fault her if you're going to blame him. Because if he changes his mind and Gabby's like, absolutely not. I don't like the way you did that to Rachel. You're out of here. That would have made Logan a villain on the show. If she would have absolutely said no way and shut Logan down. But they're trying so hard. It was just, it was nothing. He never said anything bad about anybody. All he did was change his mind. And then Gabby accepted him. Like, I know people have favorites, and I know some people can't do anything wrong on this show in certain people's minds because they're put up on a pedestal. But I'm sorry. If you're going to shit over over Logan for what he did, you have to shit on Gabby because she accepted his change and made out with him. So she clearly wasn't that bothered by the fact of whatever you consider he did to Rachel, which was just, yeah, I liked her, but I had a better connection with Gabby. I'm going to go over here. Sorry. Like, they are trying so hard to make Logan a villain. It just just didn't happen. It wasn't happening at all. The weird thing was they didn't even bring up COVID. He's on the hot seat, and all they did was talk about him switching from Rachel to Gabby. You don't want to ask him about COVID and how his journey ended, the first guy in the history of the show to be eliminated because of a pandemic? I think that'd be interesting to bring up. Of course, that's going to bring out all the conspiracy theories that, oh, they didn't ask him about it because he never had it. He did. He had COVID. I don't know what else to tell people. Now, the Nate stuff. I told you in the spoilers this was going to happen. It was just going to be a bunch of fluff, and Jesse really wasn't going to hold Nate to any sort of, I don't know, standard in regards to, you know, follow-up questions and, wait a second, what about this, Nate, and what about this? So basically he asked Nate about the Internet rumors. And another thing, I hate that word. It's not a rumor. I didn't just say, hey, I spoke to two women who said they dated Nate at the same time. Like, uh, it just, it really, let's be, let's be honest here. It really kind of puts my work and what I posted, it really minimizes it when you say, oh, it was just internet rumors. There was nothing rumored about what I posted. There's nothing rumored about what Kelsey went through and what Lurie went through with, with Nate. So let's, can we stop calling it internet rumors? And then he, his Nate's answer, in case you didn't see it, he said, I went through a pretty traumatizing time when I went through a divorce, and essentially the foundation that was built around my daughter pretty much crumbled. And the one thing that I protect most on this earth is my daughter. Like, I would never bring her into a situation that I feel is dangerous, a situation that I feel is unstable. It just made me put up a wall protecting my daughter from the instability of my dating life. Okay. Total bullshit. Because you told Lurie, a girl you met on Hinge who lived in another state within a month, and the girl that you had spent... 18 months with on and off, you never even mentioned you had a daughter. So enough of this bullshit about my instability of my dating life, and it's all done to protect my daughter. No, it wasn't. Just admit you were being a fuckboy. That's all it was. He didn't commit a crime. He's not the worst person on the face of the earth. He didn't physically harm anybody. But if that's the standard now we're setting for these guys, boy, we've hit a new low. He's a fuckboy. Now, when they asked him about We're talking, you know, Jesse said, we're talking about the fact that you were dating two women simultaneously. He said, I would say I'm deeply sorry for the way I acted. It should have been more communicative. I should have been more clear in my intentions. And I pray that you forgive the man that I was because I'm not the same person. 
okay. I mean, he said that because he was asked it on the spot. Clearly, he never told Laurie that. He never told Kelsey that personally. He's never apologized to them personally. So how much am I supposed to believe a public apology once he was called out, you know? If he was really sorry, he would have told them that at the time. What did he tell Laurie when Laurie contacted him? Sorry you feel that way when she called when she contacted him about um about Kelsey. His answer to her was sorry you feel that way. So he didn't apologize back then. So what do you think is more meaningful? What he said to Laurie in a personal text message to her or a public apology where he's trying to look good for the nationally televised audience? Rest my case. Also, in regards to, you know, Kelsey, when Kelsey confronted him about Laurie, she means nothing to me. Okay. I, I think you get the point. Like, anything that was shown on the men tell all last night was bullshit. And speaking of the word bullshit, we saw Gabby say the word bullshit in the previews leading up to it, and he said that's bullshit. I'm telling you, in the spoilers, that was defending Nate. She was saying that the reports and quote-unquote internet rumors about Nate were bullshit. Well, I'm sorry, Gabby. Just because he's nice to you and you had a great experience with him, which she clearly did, that doesn't excuse what he did in the past. They weren't internet rumors. They weren't, I don't believe this stuff. It's like, what exactly do you not believe? If you say you don't believe it, that means you think that Kelsey made up everything and sent it to me and I posted it, and Larie made up everything and sent it to me and I posted it. So, sorry, Gabby, that's a shitty answer. You're probably lucky that the show didn't show that, and I bet you they didn't show it for a reason. Because they realized that doesn't make her look good if she just is like, yeah, that's bullshit, what those women said. Mm, not quite. So that was mostly the the biggest takeaway, at least for me, uh, from the men tell all. They're just, like I said, it's it's pretty much the same show every season. In terms of uh, yesterday, in regards to the Nate rumor, uh, the Nate picture that got out over the weekend of him holding hands with a woman in it looks like a grocery store, and I said yesterday, I think it's the person that I was told about once I released the Kelsey and Larie story. Someone came to me and said, what about this girl? Um, I did get it confirmed. It was it was her. So I know who she is. Um, in the last 24 hours, she has gone Instagram public to now private. So she clearly knows the picture is out there. She doesn't want anybody to find her. I'm sure it'll get out at some point, but that's not my thing. I'm not going to post who she is. Because she's not anybody from the franchise, and she's not somebody I have always said. If I find out two people are dating or hooking up or seeing each other, and it's someone from Bachelor Nation versus someone that's not from Bachelor Nation, I don't reveal it because that person didn't ask for it. Um, if it's two Bachelor Nation people I find out about, absolutely I'll post that because they obviously want to be found out. But if somebody outside of the show, and like I said, I don't know the extent of that relationship. I've heard things, but you know, I don't know what it is. They were clearly holding hands and they were at a grocery store. We don't know what that means in the grand scheme of things. Um, but I do know her identity and she did go from public to private on Instagram in the last 24 hours. Clearly she knows that picture is out there and she doesn't want people possibly finding her Instagram page and looking at all her pictures and realizing that's the woman. But do I know who it is? Yeah, but it's not really that big of a deal to me. I don't, I don't care that he's holding hands with a woman in a grocery store. He's a single man. He can do what he wants. 
Now, the other Bachelor Nation story, I guess, to get to is Peter and Kelly. Is this like, has this been confirmed? Uh, Clearly, neither of them have said anything, but obviously there's a ton of stuff out there that points to them. I think they were seen at a Cubs game a couple weeks ago. My take on that is this. Go read what Kelly said when they broke up. If she just chooses to take him back after what she said, then, I mean, she can live her own life and do whatever the hell she wants and date whoever the hell she wants. That's fine. But I would just say, Kelly, remember what you said when you broke up. They're exes for a reason. She literally called the guy a child. And then six months later, she's taking him back if they are back together. Like, it's one of these things where it's like, okay, you can date them, but if they break up again or something bad goes down between them, it's almost like I can't feel sorry for her in any way, shape, or form. It's like, you you laid out why you guys weren't a good match back six months ago. So if you choose to get back together with that same person that you laid into and basically called a child, if it happens to be ending a breakup again, nobody should feel sorry for you. Just the way it is. If at the time they broke up and she released a statement and she was really bothered by it and hurt and he's the one that ended it with her and she never wanted to break up, I think you could look at it a little bit differently. But she clearly had an opinion on him once they broke up. And it wasn't positive. So if you're going to take the same guy back six, nine months later, whatever it was, just expect that there's going to be doubts. And inevitably, when this relationship probably ends again, you're just like, yeah, what'd you expect? So, big brother news. I don't know what happened in Power of Veto. I know the Power of Veto comp happened on Friday. Yeah. And Saturday were noms. Or yesterday were noms. Whatever it is, I don't know what's going on. But I was informed of the stuff that Kyle has been saying on the live feeds. And once again, it's like, how come big brother just can't cast somebody that doesn't say something ridiculously fucking stupid during the course of the live feeds? Like how many seasons in a row is this? Now last season, they didn't have anybody that was seemingly problematic. The problematic people last season were the audience in particular, the audience that was calling the cookout racist when The cookout was the farthest thing from being racist, but people just like to scream racism when it doesn't exist anymore, which only does a disservice to people that actually suffer from racism. So, but before that, the amount of things that were said, especially BB 21, Jesus, um, you know, what Kyle said is very troublesome and I, I, I haven't heard the exact quotes. I've seen the stories, I should probably do a little more digging, but it's not a good look for him. And I really am curious to see how this plays out on Wednesday and what gets shown, because if it doesn't get shown at all, the people who watch the live feeds are going to go ballistic. And I, I, it sounds like they have to incorporate this somehow or they're doing the whole show a disservice. So we'll see what happens on Wednesday, but there is some stuff out there from the live feeds of Kyle saying things in regards to, possibly another cookout forming and the the uh, people of color on the show um, forming an alliance and he's worried maybe the white people should form an alliance, just something along those lines, which is just awful. Like Kyle, ugh, doesn't get it. 
So we'll see what happens with that come Wednesday's episode. But it's not looking good right now for Kyle. The VMAs. I briefly talked about it yesterday. I told you I didn't see it. Two things that came from it that ended up being newsworthy. Number one, Taylor Swift announced that she's going to have a new album coming out on October 21st. Giddy. How could I not be? Big Swifty here. But the other thing. I mean, this this one blew my mind. And not necessarily because... Look. The story goes, Young Gravy is dating Addison Ray's mother. So if you even understood that sentence, I guess props to you and you're kind of hip and with the times. I know who Addison Ray is and I know who her mother is. I did not know there was a rapper out there named Young Gravy, and that's Y-U-N-G, not Y-O-U-N-G. But, you know, Young Gravy inexperienced sauce, adolescent gratuity, thinking of all the names, different names for young gravy, youthful perk, blossoming pay dirt, budding windfall. I'll be honest. I Googled synonyms for young and gravy, and those were some that I just put together. Anyway, so inexperienced sauce is now dating Addison Ray's mother. Inexperienced sauce is 26 years old. Addison Ray's mother is 42. Okay, we've seen it. It happens. It's usually more common the other way around, the older man and the younger woman. But, you know, Addison Ray's mother can do whatever the hell she wants. The thing that's disturbing about this is Addison Ray's mother's, her father, the ex-husband of her mother, chimed in yesterday on an Instagram story of him shirtless with just a towel over himself covering his waist down, and basically said, what did he call? He basically said, I guess people you know, were asking his opinion on the fact that his, his ex-wife is now dating a 26-year-old rapper, and he basically said, thanks for taking the leftovers. It's like, oh, gosh, okay. And then people asking Young Gravy about his new girlfriend, quote-unquote, Addison Ray's mother, and his quote, which I'm sure sent the feminist movement back 500 years. I'm into MILFs, and she's kind of the queen of MILFs. I guess I should expect nothing less from somebody that calls himself Young Gravy, but probably not the quote you were going for, Budding Windfall. I'll be honest. I use the term MILF a lot. In the year 2000, People are still using that term? Way to go, young gravy. Adolescent gratuity. Which one do I like the best? Adolescent gratuity. Blossoming pay dirt. Pay dirt is a synonym for synonym for gravy? I guess so. Anyway, I'll leave you with this. I just finished a Netflix documentary on the Manti Teo story. I suggest anybody who follows college football at all, even if you don't, you know what catfishing is. Just know what happened to one of the best players in college football in the year 2012. And it was just a crazy-ass story. It was crazy-ass wheels off when it happened back in 2012. 
And now 10 years later, finding out more details about it and how elaborate it was, go watch it. It's on Netflix. It's a documentary series called Untold, The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist. It's the Manti Teo story, former linebacker at Notre Dame. It is excellent. And I will consider myself one of those media members that absolutely crucified Manti back in 2012. And I feel like shit now after watching that documentary. I feel so bad for that guy of what he was put through. Now, granted, I wasn't leading the charge, obviously, but I was, again, part of the media that was piling on and saying and making jokes here and there and insinuating things. I don't remember the exact things that I said, but it wasn't good. And I know that I was making fun of him just like everybody else. And then I watched that documentary and I'm just like, man, I mean, talk about just, you know, really getting to somebody. Man, it's a great documentary. Please go watch it. You will not be disappointed. Trust me. Thank you again for all listening uh, today. Go to realitysteve.com today around uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time. You'll get uh, my recap on last night's episode, more details about things, and a couple of uh, Bachelor Data's Instagram posts are in there as well. So thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow. See you!